Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, Pear fans. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like listening to beautiful voices like ours instead of reading words, then head on over to Audible where you get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash paratruth where you can choose from over 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when you should do with paranormal? Paratruthers, welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And while you're listening to the show today, check out our website, paratruthradio.com, where you can learn more about us and what we do. Also, feel free to look into our Patreon account at paratruthradio.com and help us to continue bringing the world fresh, entertaining media each and every week. And, of course, by contributing, you'll become an executive producer of an upcoming episode of Paratruth Radio and officially become part of the Paratruth family, which, of course, will include special monthly behind-the-scenes access to our production. Which is pretty awesome. That it is. (laughs) So, everybody, real quick... Before we get started, I just wanted to tell you guys that we do love you guys listening to us. We do this for you guys. So we only ask the favor of if you love us, if you hate us, if you want to share us with your family, please like, share, subscribe on anywhere you listen. Uh, rate us, review us, and you can do that anywhere that you listen as well just by putting it in the comments or if you're on iTunes, you have a special forum for that. So I want you guys to do that. Um, so... Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, let's get ready to expose lies! Now Paratruth presents Robot Zombies with special guest, Estrella Aguino. Tonight we have on Estrella Aguino. She studied literature, journalism, and social sciences and graduated from Miami-Dade College in Florida later obtaining various certifications in marketing, philosophy, and art and humanities. Estrella travels extensively and has a passion for exploring and researching transcendent sites and ancient manuscripts. She is the author of tonight's featured book, Robot Zombies, Transhumanism, and the Robotic Revolution. Ladies and gentlemen, Estrella Aguino. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say um very excited to be on the show. And uh, I, I'm a recent fan, but very happy to have found you. Well, thank you. So tonight uh, we wanted to have you on about your book, Robot Zombies. Why don't you tell us a little bit why you started on this book and uh, how involved you got in with it? Um, well, what prompted this entire thing was um, an interview on on a radio show during which I heard 
some of the things that Roman Yimpo, Dr. Roman Yampowski was saying about um, cybersecurity. And this was going back to, because um, the book's been in the making for a while, it was, it was hard to maintain with everything that was going on in technology. But um, this goes back to a radio show maybe in 2008, 2009, and uh, it was, I mean, I am by no means a computer scientist or, or even highly in, instructed in, in that type of advanced or, or even intermediate technology, but, um, as a curious person and a person who, who likes to question, um, what lies beyond what we know as, uh, the norm, as the, like what we've accepted. So I became very curious and started digging up things and um, contacting um, through through a mutual friend, contacting Roman Yampowski and and actually even speaking with him and and um, at one point even discussing perhaps working um, together. But oh my gosh, he he is so much more in depth and advanced in that type of science that I couldn't, I'm, I, I'm the kind of person that envisions and, um, uh, from a lot of the works that I've heard, I've read before and starting with, with Eric Van Doniken, back mm. when, when everything started, this is when this quest for what is there, there's, there's so much beyond. And, um, with this book in particular, it just opened my vision to um, where it could be imaginary for the time being, but where we could be headed because there's a lot of evidence in present day that point that we are going to, um, that we're leaving the human condition behind, Mm -hmm. that we are becoming something else. We're becoming, um, and, and this is the term transhumanism, we're becoming beyond human. And um, to give you an example of what I mean by, by evidence, and it might be something simple, it might go unnoticed, but um, we've all heard about what is going on with the, um, the situation with the bees that the pollinate our, our, the flowers, and that's how we get our nutrition or food, right. and, and how it's been said that without the bees that, pretty much civilization can't exist as we know it. And um, you don't see really that kind of urgency of concern. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, we're right. hearing folks, this is happening and, um, and everybody goes around still, Hey, you know, let's, let's go up to a concert. Let's go, which is, you know, it, it could be a, a, a coping mechanism and, and um, a massive coping mechanism, but there seems to be a lack of concern. And um, the reason being is because uh, the the human, for lack of a better word, that will be inheriting the earth will not need that. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's um, a mechanical being for now. Right. So um, that was that's where I began digging into uh, transhumanism. What was going on? Where were the messages coming from? And the book is designed for others like myself who are just curious. And what is being said through 
through movies, through messages in, in that we get in um in massive Hollywood productions, which are are very well known to be um, connected with the release of technology. Mm-hmm. Like whenever there's something new in technology, we're going to see it in the movies first. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so then part of the, the, the beginning of the book is, is a lot of the history, the mythology, which was very, very much fun to, to get into and, and uh, start to um, go back to a starting point. Mm-hmm. Because this is what what the research entailed, just trying to find a starting point. How did we get here and where did where did it start to develop? And um, we're in um, the way the way the book is presented. We're we go through the phases of um, explaining how yes, we are losing a lot of um, human labor to machines and. This may not be something that's so terrible. It opens the doors for um, humans to to improve, to um, learn, prepare for different opportunities that we don't even know that exist because we're not there yet. So um, while there is an exchange, and um, and I do have to tell you guys that. Uh, this book and researching this book changed me quite a bit. And um, I go back now and I read through it. And whereas I um, mentioned a lot of things because you, with, with technology, you're, you're, you're all over the board. You're, you have it developing in the military. You have it developing in medicine in um, science, across construction, every field, you name it, it and, and it's there. It's it's something that we're becoming more and more used to. And um, at that point, I saw it as I, I saw many negatives to it because, uh, well, it's kind of weird having all our information out there. And um, the the reason why I say it's changed me it's because it kind of put me in in a in a more in a broader perspective of mm-hmm. where the new human is developing into I'm I'm much more focused in that respect right now and in, in the philosophical part that's touched mm-hmm. on the book right well now let's talk a little bit about the origin of robots. The idea of artificial intelligence is probably most well-established in the Terminator movies, but robots obviously predate the film and most of Hollywood. So in your research, where and how did the idea of robots actually originate? Um, well, in, in prehistoric, in, in, if we're going to go back to dating in, in mythology, uh, one of the tales that, that comes to mind like right off, the bat was the tale of Icarus and um, his father. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember Icarus' father's name, but this is, this is in mythology. We don't even know if it exists, but it, it sounds like a mechanical, a mechanical being when um, uh, Icarus' father is the person who is charged with um, designing the, the labyrinth for the Minotaur. And um, apparently the Minotaur could be some kind of monster. It, it, it was a monster. But mm. the, the point is that the only one who knew the design was um, Icarus's father. I can't remember his name. Um, and there were, there, there were 
jailed in a tower and in the tower he was able to build so he i mean he he was from what i you gather while you're reading this it's like he could have been a mythological engineer an engineer of the time it's just that the the tale has um has deteriorated throughout and now when we hear about the story it just says oh yeah it it is who tried to fly to the sun but um that was a sort of a flying machine what they described mm-hmm. and um there was also a description of um of a of a guardian of a guardian robot almost giant robot uh guarding the isle of crete and in mythology and the description given is uh robotic so the idea of having um either a country or maybe someone to do the the labor that man doesn't want to do the you know like the the servant to man that idea has been as um i mean it goes so far back in in time that it's um, it's hard to attribute it to a specific person, but um, in mythology, you find it certainly. Mm-hmm. Now, with robotics, I mean, nowadays medical technology is just leaping heaps and bounds. Do you think that somewhere down the line, that uh, humanity and robotics are going to merge somehow, uh, some kind of like some type of cyborg type person or something like that? Oh, absolutely! I believe that that's the that's where we're headed. That's the goal of um, of transhumanism to to merge mind and machine. Um, uh, yes, that's that's where we're headed. And um, for example, in medicine, you brought up the the field of medicine. There's uh, and, and I believe now this is very much commercialized. There's a a robot machine that the surgeons use that's called the Da Vinci. And it has three arms. This is like so weird to see how how a person with two arms can manipulate for for major surgeries three arms. But yeah. it it just happens, and it uh, seems to be amazing. And <clears throat> this is one of the advances where um, where technology has stepped into medicine and and has um, has improved our present condition. But at the same time, there's no doubt. <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> at the same time, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, that we are merging. That we are um, we are already the the studies are centering around um, locating where in our brain we have our memory stores. Uh, and and being able to download it, and you see this with the tests that they're running in Google with um, Google Dreams, the Google Dream and Sheep, the Google Dream Electric Sheep, something I forget what the name of the article was, which was last year. And uh, so we're already playing in, with the field of being able to locate where our memories are and being able to download these, perhaps into into a machine. Um, as a matter of fact, mainstream science, uh, Professor Nick Bostrom already has said that, uh, that this is what we already are anyway, that we're, that we're living in a hologram, in a, in a computer program. I have heard that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
So, so it's not really very far-fetched. To, if we're headed in that direction, that we at some point will be able to download our memories in, into a machine and create some sort of personality, and that's already an artificial personality, and then go ahead and combine that with um, with a body, mechanical body. And um, some companies have already, in, in Japan in particular, have advanced dramatically in this field, and uh, they've been able to reproduce very human-like cyborgs so we're we're already heading in this direction. We're not going to uh, switch gears. I think that definitely um, the the unity of mind and machine is coming. It's that's the goal of transhumanism. Right. Right. Well, now <clears throat> let's let's stay on the topic of transhumanism for a moment. But uh, conspiracy theorists often claim that the government or our, more so, I guess, military, uh, is currently working on ways to enhance human intellectual, uh, physical and psychological capabilities, uh, through a number of different sources. Have you in your research found any definitive proof of such concepts having been completed successfully, uh, for like war, for example? Well, um, this is one of the things that, that I've revisited because the, the opportunity definitely is there. And uh, we're now living, these last six months have been kind of chaotic in the, in, in information has been chaotic, let's say. And um, many of these sources are, are being disclaimed. So, or, or debunked or by mainstream. So there's a fine line of what is accepted, what can be, um, what can be pushed a little bit further, but, uh, military is the number one consumer of technology. Military is usually pretty much the one that puts out the, like a bid or a contract looking for a specific thing. Mm-hmm. That's where you have all these other, um, companies that make a bid for it. And, and uh, so definitely they are um, the number one consumer in technology. And my own personal view is that we, whatever we think we know about what is going on behind um, the public knowledge, and there's always something going on behind the public knowledge. We have to at least agree on that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know that you're... I've been, I've been called a conspiracy theorist and it makes me laugh because I'm just curious. All I, all I want to do is know. I just want to dig in, find out. And, um, so it makes me laugh, but it's okay. It's all right. I, I just continue with my process and, um, I'm very pleased with the kind of information I come across. Sometimes I, um, rethink certain ideas. Other times they're confirmed, but, uh, Definitely speaking of the military, um, being the number one consumer, that tells you right there that there, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know. Right. And we can certainly speculate across the board on everything, on everything. There isn't one single topic that we, that we couldn't just go in, touch and speculate. Oh, did it really happen? Did it really happen like this? Da, 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 da. And unfortunately, what the government does is they kind of encourage it instead of coming right out and saying, no, this is like this, like this, like this. No, they don't stay or they'll say something or they're so there's definitely something going on that um, that 
that is not easy for us to know about. It's not accessible to the public. And um, could it be used for the wrong reasons to start wars? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. There's there's a video on YouTube that I don't know if, if you've seen. It was, um, it was very popular for a while, and it had this, um, this figure that was reflecting its environment. And, um, but it looked like a figure, it looked like a human who was um, covered perhaps in some sort of material or was taken on, on a military field. On, um, okay. I think it, was, it looked like a soldier that was hopping over a, an, an enemy tank that didn't see him because he was, he was disguised. So, um, is it possible to have that kind of material? I am of the opinion that if you can imagine it, you can create it. You can try and figure out how to put it together. And and in the and in the use of military weaponry, um, there's a lot of money that went into. They had a huge. They have a huge budget. The U.S. government always had a, a huge budget for military, and uh, I mean. You kind of put yourself in their place. What would you do if you had all this money and you could investigate, wouldn't you? Right. So one thing that comes to mind about this, since we're talking about military application, um, one thing that I've thought about since scheduling you for this interview is, you know, humanity is so afraid of our own mortality and our, our own um I guess death, I guess you could say. Uh, why do you think that we are so afraid of death instead of saying, hey, this is our fate, why are we trying to pr- prolong it or even make ourselves, in a sense, immortal? That's a very interesting question, but it seems to be the the quest of um, of humans from from the day they recognize that there is some sort of finality to the lives, to, to our lives. Um, I believe it's because we're, in a way, programmed from, from birth to, to think of a finality in our personalities, our um, part of, our, of our, what makes up our beings, personalities, the ego. You can get a little bit into the psychology of it there, but uh, it identifies very strongly with the material. And uh, one of the things that I see as, uh, and, and in a way, heading in, in this direction psychologically, this uh, preying upon this idea that most people want to live forever or most people want to live a very, very long life or don't want to die. We're, we are afraid of dying. And in my opinion, what I believe is that we're afraid of dying because we don't know, we don't understand what's coming. Once you do, or once you you understand it to a degree that it satisfies you, you're fine. You're no longer um, afraid of death. And uh, for but for the most part. For the most part, mankind, humans, are not at a, at a level of conscience where they can examine and analyze what it means to to live, what they le- what what has been learned, why are we learning, why is 
why is life the way it is? Once you contemplate these things and you start to, in in a way, improve upon your personal growth um, in a threefold manner, and and that's very similar to to spiritual, the many spiritual basic teachings of of the three of the Trinity mm. of the the mind the well, the mind and the emotions, I guess, is, is in, in the sphere of the soul, and then the psyche and the spirit, which um, more and more, even in scientific fields, is is being recognized. Um, I have had the opportunity to speak with uh, local therapists in Miami for for personal, just like I said, sometimes curiosity because want to find out a little more. Uh, what are the recent, most recent modes of treatment that they see in, in psychoanalysis, for example? And it's, it, and it all goes back to reaching out for a center, a whole, a spirit. And, um, that's interesting because I believe that as we become more accustomed that what we believe, that we create our reality, we create our own, our own hellish inferno we do we do we're we still don't understand how to manipulate our our beings how to understand um our own bodies Mm -hmm. let's say our own power and uh we're afraid because we're programmed we're it's been too fast progress has been too fast for for mankind absolutely and um one of the i'm sorry go ahead well i I was just saying absolutely i mean we've been Moving faster than I think we are meant to in in regards to technology. Exactly. Yes, and even right now, it, it's moving in in leaps and bounds. It's it's almost difficult to catch up with. When um when I was getting ready to finish this, the book, there was something new coming up, some new technology. One of the last things that that I cut up with, and which it just I, I absolutely loved was um, seeing all these headlines that uh, computer had been asked what it would do, what artificial intelligence would do to humanity, and it said that it would put it in a zoo, in a zoo exhibit. And I don't know if you recall that, but it was it it made headlines. And um, when you get into the nitty gritty of of what they actually did was uh, they fed. The, the works of Philip K. Dick, the, the sci-fi writer, into this computer and um, created a personality. And um, from that personality, it was asked this question, and it automatically went into the data bank of information that it had from one of the novels and where it, it says that, and um, it spit it out. So... All of a sudden, this is on a headline everywhere, and people. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who will tell you today, "Yes, I'm afraid of of, of where we're headed with technology because uh, you know if machines take over, they're going to put us in a zoo exhibit." And um, you'll be surprised how many people are out there who who may very well believe that headline the way that it was written. Um, but speaking of the of this of immortality. Um, Ray Kurzweil, who has been a, a huge pioneer in technology and, and the applications of technology and an inventor, 
uh, he, he has declared a certain interest in um, bringing back, perhaps, I mean, he seems to, um, he didn't come right out and say it, but he seems to have an intention of uh, uh, recreating his father's personality, his father who passed away, because he's kept all of his father's works, all, all of his notebooks, and um, the reason is because he's looking to be able to maybe do something like that as, a, as an example or as one of these possibilities. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, we have time for, I think, one more question here, but uh, one of the terms that you use within the book is the term zombie. And in fact, it's actually, the term is actually shown right on the front cover. Uh, but the word zombie is often associated with the undead. So in regards to your book, yeah. what context are you actually using the word zombie? Well, <clears throat> I know exactly that um, I kind of had a, a lot of fun writing that that chapter, Zombies and the Living Dead. Um, I imply, oh, oh, what I what I meant to do with that chapter is uh, come out and say that you don't necessarily need to be a uh, a robot to behave as uh, as an automaton who will respond to everything the way that uh, a, a manipulator would want you to behave. You don't need to be a robot. We don't need to have uh, a robot as a server. We, in many cases, are those servants, um, those masses that just obey. And that's why I used it. And then I kind of described some of some illnesses and some things that kind of caused the um, and, and by no means am I making fun of it or anything. I'm just specifying, like, these things are real. And uh, we may have some people out there who think, um, who, who just are told what to think and they repeat it. And that's mm-hmm. how zombies is used there. Okay. No, I see what you're saying. It's very similar to, I mean, we see this all the time on the internet, you know, little memes about people watching TV, uh, and all the subliminal messaging or people sitting on their cell phone, you know, not even looking around the I world. I was going to say, just, just look at focus on their phones, you know. Um, today. So yeah, I see, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, that's right. It happens all the time. I see it all the time. I've sometimes I've been in, in situations where I've snapped a picture because there's six people all around and, all six of them are buried in in a little in a little smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> now, sadly, I am guilty of it, just like everybody else. I've been trying to limit myself lately because it's like I can't. I, this is not my life. I don't want to be attached to this all the time. So, um, oh, d- don't get me wrong. Me too. I'm, <laughs> I'm guilty as could be. I'm, I'm the one there putting the picture on Facebook. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, Australia, I it can't is... get away from it. We can't get away from it. No, it's, agreed. Um, <laughs> it's something that we are, we're living with. We have to learn to live with. We have to learn to harness. The, the energy that the, all this provides. Yeah. Um, have you, have you, by the way, seen the movie Doctor Strange? Not I have yet. not seen it yet. No. 
I highly recommend it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've been planning to see. I just haven't had the time to do so yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, um, I highly recommend it. I saw it back to back as the compulsive <laughs> thing that I do, and um, I because I, it, it literally on on different levels it uh, it was the proverbial blow your mind kind of movie because there's there's a lot of craft messages the messages that are subliminal that um that are in that movie it's extremely interesting i'm 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 sure that once you see it you you get a show out of that for sure (laughs) (laughs) all right well it is time to let you go so i want to give you the chance to tell everybody where they can find you find the books and any upcoming projects that you have going on Okay. Well, thank you very much, uh, Eric and Justin. It has definitely been a pleasure speaking with you. And um, my uh, the book Robot Zombies can be found on Barnes and Noble. It, it's in Barnes and Noble and all the stores. It's on Amazon. If if they don't have it on the shelves, they can order it for you, and that's no problem. And uh, it's on Amazon. It's on Kindle, uh, Nook, I believe, and um, I can be reached. The The best way, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, is probably email, which is my name, Estrella Eguino, E-S-T-R-E-L-L-A-E-G-U-I-N-O, at uh, yahoo.com. I'm one of still very... Uh, very loyal to Yahoo from way back in the day. And um, I have my my business emails, but this is the one that I'm drawn to the most. So that's the one that I read the most. And I'm on Facebook and social media. All right. If anybody, if anybody in the audience wants to get a hold of me, I'll be more than happy. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and taking time out of your night. So we will let you go, and uh, hopefully maybe we'll have you on again soon. Thank you so very much. I look forward to it. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, folks. That was Estrella Estrella Aguina. I need to work on my Spanish, apparently, because I completely butchered that. So, anyways, (laughs) that was uh, Robot Zombies, Transhumanism, and the Robot Revolution. Stay tuned after Eric's Random Fact of the Day for our post-interview segment. Now, Eric's random fact of the day. Did you know that a poll conducted in 2013 found that one in ten Brits think Australia is further from the UK than the moon? According to DigitalSpy.com, the poll was conducted by a company called Lynx as part of their deep space promotional campaign which will give a customer the chance to go to space. However, the moon is actually 384,000 kilometers or 238,000 miles away, which is equivalent to 25 one-way trips from the UK to Australia.
That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise, and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we just let go Estrella Aguina, author of Robot Zombies, Transhumanism, and the Robot Revolution. Interesting topic, uh, something that's kind of going on nowadays because, as she had said just before we had left her, you know, people are so attached to their phones nowadays that... I mean, really, the next step is integrating technology into the human body. Where do you think this is going to lead us? Because, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, off air, how about, uh, you know, AI is becoming so advanced right now and um, robotics is also going that same direction Um as far as humans are concerned, where do you think this is bringing us? Do you think it's something that is unnatural or something we should be avoiding? Uh, I mean, that's a really good question. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting because we have a lot of uh, a Christian fan base, for example, might come out and say, hey, you know, humans are supposed to be human, you know, so mm-hmm. therefore adding any type of these um artificial intelligence to ourselves physically would be to undo God's original work and to make something of your own. Uh, and you know, there's already issues with people getting, um, plastic surgery or certain, you know, muscular enhancements and things like that. Uh, and not that it's wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong, you know, obviously do what you want to do, but you know, there are some people out there who think that it goes against God's original plan for, ourselves or for yourself. Mm. Uh, so I think there's a, a certain, um, point where there's a line and that line can be crossed. Uh, and it could be a bad thing. It could be very negative, but at the same time, I think artificial intelligence is like in our modern day, uh, perfectly fine. You know, it, we, nowadays we have the cell phones, which allow us to access pretty much anything at any time, anywhere, uh, allows us to navigate better, which is something we didn't have, you know, a hundred years ago, our navigation was pretty crappy, you know, and at one point we had to navigate by the stars. Uh, so having things like maps or, you know, Google maps, et cetera, is kind of a nice thing. But the question is, you know, where's the line drawn? It's one thing having a artificial intelligence that is uh, ex- of external use as opposed to programming something or putting a computer chip into someone's brain or elsewhere to, uh, you know, kind of configure all these things on your, uh, on your own. So, you know, it's one of those balancing acts. It's hard to say. I mean, we got to remember that God did destroy the earth at one point uh, for a – Basically, when the human race decided to go their own route and mm-hmm. create the Nephilim, you know, the half human, half demonic hybrid. Uh, and so how is that much different then than today if we're going to start going to a half human, half robotic hybrid? It's kind of similar, you know. So, I mean, I can't say, but. Well, it's, I mean, like with the, uh, what you were saying about Christians being upset about uh, plastic surgery and whatnot. Um, you know, a lot of 
people that follow a Christian faith feel that God does not make mistakes. So if you're mm-hmm. trying to fix mistakes in yourself, and this actually I've heard this from people that that even goes as far to say as a um a physical abnormality. For example, somebody has a hole in their heart mm-hmm. when they're born and then they need a heart transplant or whatever. There are some that would believe that that child was supposed to die. They were meant to be alive for so long and die. And that was the whole point of it. Um, so it's hard to interpret how robotics would come into play here because in a sense, we are probably going into the route of artificial organs. Right. Um, to kind of prolong our lives. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. And here's the thing, like, there are those extremists who believe that anything, uh, such as the little child with the hole in the heart, you know, to, to try to save that child would be against God's wishes. You know, there are many extremists who would say that, but I disagree, you know, and you know, there's a lot of Christians who think medication is wrong mm-hmm. and you shouldn't have medication. But again, I disagree. In fact, I think biblically speaking, uh, medication was important even back in biblical times, you know, and God was aware of that. He, he created all things. Uh, he knows what's going to be created and he doesn't necessarily agree with everything, but the one thing that he is very interested in is preserving human life, saving people. Um, the question is at what point are we saving people and at what point are we trying to just to advance ourselves for selfish reasons? Right. Um, you know, People missing with missing limbs. They have artificial limbs. You know, a friend of mine, he's missing an arm. He's got an artificial arm that moves when he thinks it, you know, and he tried, you know, the fingers move and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with that. So it's that basically robotics him. controlling. Right. It's not. Yeah. You know, and in that case, it's not really an enhancement. It's a replacement. And it's not the best replacement, obviously, from what God created, but it's something that helps the person. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're talking about creating something that'll add on muscular structure, you know, make you stronger, faster. Uh, there, there's supposedly uh, some type of artificial intelligence that is being created for military use to help soldiers to go three, four days without sleep whatsoever. And they're constantly able to move, no food, no water, anything like that. Things like that could start to lead to almost godly properties. Cause at what point do people start to say, Oh, this person isn't human. They must be a god. Let's worship this person. And that, of course, is where the line begins to draw out slowly. Well, I I don't think that in this day and age, I'm not so sure that people would start worshiping other people because they're living longer because they're godlike. But my in problem America, in America, it might be not. But well, we're talking about third world countries, places who don't know God, people who don't know what we know, yeah, that, are very well taken to that kind of thing. That's a good possibility. One thing that scares me about it, which I've actually we actually talked about this a week or two ago, is if humanity is going the way that we're we're thinking now, where it's we're almost living forever, or putting our mind into a computer world so we don't die so that our Mm -hmm. mind is always there or what would people would consider a soul nowadays is our mind. Um, I I honestly believe if we lived for 
a very extended period of time, if we lived forever or if we were to put ourselves into some type of virtual world, just our minds, I think we would go insane, literally insane. Mm-hmm. Because even though our we are only using 10% of our brain capacity, we would be unlocking that if we were, for example, to be putting ourselves in a virtual reality world, we would kind of be unlocking that. And I think we would go so nuts that we would want to die. Be, right. be like, please well, pull the plug, delete this program, whatever. Yeah. And obviously something like that is very science fiction, like way out there in regards to science, uh, science fiction. It is science fiction, but it is being it is talked about. <laughs> but I, it's being talked about, but I don't think it's anything plausible anytime soon whatsoever. Well, no, uh, no. They have to fully understand. Now that's, that's the issue. That's where science and religion start to part ways as well, because, you know, science says that, hey, we can take someone's ideas and thoughts and whatnot, you know, so your so-called soul or your memory and place it into this artificial intelligence where you can last forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then religion says, well, no, the source of all that we know and what we do is based on the soul. Without the soul or the spirit, you cease to exist. And the scripture says that to be apart from the body is to be in the presence of God, simply meaning that all mankind is tethered to the Lord. So the moment we die, boom. You know, everything's gone and it's up in heaven and whatever God does from there, God does. Um, so that's something that has to, I think is just really out there because you got to find out the exact source and how do you control that source? Um, even if, and of course, this is something that's going to be like a, like in the box type of thing. You know, if they were capable of doing that or claimed that they were capable of doing that, only a few people will know about it, will know the truth because there's plenty of people out there who want to be, uh, remembered for something of such tremendous, you know, let's face it, greatness, because that's pretty crazy and great if you're capable of doing that. Um, but the thing is, I think many people, such as myself, if someone were to come out and say, hey, we did it and look, I'd question if whether or not it's real. How do I know that's really somebody's mind? How do we not know it's just artificial intelligence? Right. There's nothing real about it. It's nothing human about it. So, you know, well, it's hard to say. That's kind of where my point is, is a lot of people believe the soul is in the mind, but there are even quantum, uh, I know we keep going back to this, but, um, there are quantum scientists that are saying, call it what you will, but once we leave our body, we go to another plane of existence an alternate reality, if you will, whatever you want to call it. And if that's the case and we're, putting our mind into a virtual reality world, then what happens there? Like do, does the brain even matter? Which in my, I mean, obviously in my opinion, I don't believe that the brain matters. I believe the the soul, the spirit, whatever energy you want to call it. We are energy. We are not physical beings. Right. So that's why I think we would go insane because we are separated from our our spirit soul energy because now the the brain is separated from that. So I think well here's the other thing too to think about. And this is a scientific fact. Everyone I at least everyone should know this. <laughs> but when the heart stops, if you're pronounced dead for so long and you're happy to come back to life after so many minutes, there's a possibility of brain damage mm-hmm. if you're without oxygen for so long. 
If that's the case, then how is it conceivably possible, sorry, how is it conceivably possible that you're able to take away oxygen and the breath of life and allow the brain to continue to exist without any type of brain damage and still be the same person it once was when it was alive, you know? That, yeah, that's if what it I'm just saying. Make yeah. any sense. Right. So I, I think we kind of agree there that it would be, I, I honestly believe it w- would not be a good thing to be, to be doing this. So, um, I'm honestly glad that we were able to have Estrella on for this because it's one of those things that is going on now. Like we're not seeing this just in the future. It's happening now. Um, any final thoughts or words for, for our listeners about like just in, in general for transhumanism, like if people are thinking about, Hey, I want to put my mind into a computer or let's chop my arms off to put robotic ones on or something. <laughs> I mean, cause there are people, there are going to be people at that at some point Look, that want to yeah. do that. Look, the, the fact is, and despite what you, what anyone believes, the fact is there's a time and a place for death and eventually it's going to catch up to you. So whether you want to put your mind into some, you know, contraption to live forever, guess what? Technology eventually dies, runs out of power and poof. Eventually you're going to die, period. Uh, regarding wanting to, uh, basically you becoming know, cyborg, I guess is what I was exactly, going for. Right? Okay. And so regarding becoming a cyborg, like there's absolutely nothing, I believe, absolutely nothing that will ever overpower or be more powerful than what God originally created and designed. Anything created by man is destined to fail, period. And yeah, I know there's plenty of you out there listening right now who disagree with me. That's fine. I'm telling you what I personally believe and what I believe is fact because we've seen the moth destroy and we've seen rust destroy and we've seen, you know, power fail. It's just anything created by man doesn't seem to exist. We see it on a day-to-day basis. We walk past it every single day. Buildings crumble. Streets get torn up. Cars fall apart. It's obviously, you know, it, it makes sense. Anything man makes ends up relatively dead. Uh, but the things that God creates seem to last and last and last. And, of course, you might say, oh, but mankind eventually dies. That's true. But God created it that way. So, you know, that, that's where I stand on there. And I just have to say, if you guys, anyone out there wants something like that, some type of cyborgism type thing <laughs> to go on with your body, I mean, just remember, it's not the way you were meant to be created. And there are much more uh, better and more powerful things you could be doing with your time than simply trying to enhance your own body. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, I agree with your previous statement with, with if it's something that's helping you, then yes, I think that that is a reason to get a robotic arm because you lost one in a tragic accident or your heart is failing. If for whatever reason we're finally able to come up with a um, artificial heart that actually works properly, then get that heart to elongate your life long enough to learn the lessons you need to learn and and then move on from this world. Right. Um, so I, I I think we're both in agreement there because honestly I don't think I, I th- think there's a natural order. Disturbing mm-hmm. that natural order is going to cause a lot of problems. Um, maybe even bring us into the apocalypse. 
regardless of whatever apocalypse you believe in, the biblical, the robotic, the zombie, <laughs> whatever it is, I think we will end up in that point if we start messing with the natural order. All right, folks, you are listening to Parachute Radio. We are talking about robotics in the future. We will be right back after Justin's Paranormal Headlines. And now, Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. How's it going, Paratruthers? Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines, and these headlines are from abcnews.go.com forward slash weird. Naked man rescued from California sandwich shop after fall. Rescue workers had to remove part of a wall to pull a naked man out of a sandwich shop where he spent the night trapped inside a narrow passage. San Francisco television station Cron TV reported that a construction crew arriving at a Napa job site Tuesday heard faint calls for help coming from the closed shop. Authorities say it appears the man fell into the shaft from the roof of the building. A construction worker told the television station the man said he was looking for a wishing well when he became trapped. Workers removed a portion of the shop's front wall to rescue the man. He was not identified and taken to a hospital for treatment. This has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's up, folks? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I am Justin. I'm just going to keep mixing it up every week just just to make you feel uncomfortable. You just keep doing that. (laughs) Oh, man. We have been talking about robot, robotics, robots, robotics. Yeah. That kind of stuff, guys. Artificial intelligence. We've been talking about robot zombies. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, we've been talking about artificial intelligence, and I think a few really strong points and good points have come up here, uh, or, or during the episode, uh, both when we had, uh, when we had Estrella on, and even now in our, uh, post-interview segment, uh, it, you know, I think some really strong points have come up, and I think that, you know, when it comes down to it, we need to really focus on the here and now and not worry so much about the future because I think so much of our attention is going towards the future. We're losing grasp of what we have now. Uh, and that's not just uh, the items that we have, but the people, the technology, all that stuff that we have now that we can use to better ourselves and our lives uh, in a non-destructive uh, way, you know, I, I think exists now. And, it's a problem because, you know, I, I, we often hear don't live in your past because you can't be changed. Well, don't live in your future either because you can't change that unless you focus on the now, the present. Right. Living so the present. Yep. worry about everything happening now. That's all I have to say about that. I want to say, too, is there's so many people concentrating on death. Why concentrate on that? Concentrate on living your life the best that you can now because – you're not, I mean, this is it, man. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Don't fear the reaper. A lot of great points, guys. I hope that you do the research. I hope you pick up robot zombies, transhumanism and the robot revolution. Um, a lot of great points in, in here. And Estrella basically 
I mean, she laid it flat out. We are, I mean, regardless of what happens, we are heading to this, this future right now. So, um, nothing that we can really do, but embrace what's coming. But I believe, I believe Eric made a very valid point. Live in the now. Don't, don't worry about what's happening five years from now. I mean, if you want to plan your personal life, great, but don't worry about, um, you know, your own death. Don't worry about prolonging your life. Just live it the best you can right now. So next week, folks, we are going to be bringing back Scott and Heidi Linden from Talk Supernatural, and we're going to be discussing extraterrestrials. Now, Eric and I have touched on this a very long time ago when we first started the show. But uh, we're going to revisit with uh, Scott and Heidi because it's actually something they've been interested in talking about with us. So until next week, folks, um, I do want you guys to check out paratruthradio.com. Check out our Patreon account. Make sure you go to FringeRadioNetwork.com and RadioAndPodcast.com. Check out all the amazing shows that are going on on both of those sites. And uh, just keep staying tuned. Um, if you guys have noticed, we do have a new logo and intro, as Eric introduced last week. And uh, like I said at the beginning, make sure to make sure to like, share, subscribe, and write review and rate us. So until next week, folks, where you will find us, same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can find them at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and the Fringe Radio Network. Or for a one-time fix of all of your Paratruth needs, simply drop in to paratruthradio.com. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for brand new updates on our show every day. Finally, we love bringing you fresh entertaining media each and every week, but we can't do it without you. So please check out our Patreon account. Simply go to paratruthradio.com, click on the Patreon logo, and help us to continue bringing you the latest and greatest in paranormal research. Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Sleepover Cinema. Cinema. 
our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.